Hello guys, welcome back to Daily Devo with Sarah. It's your host Sarah and I thank you guys for tuning in again where we're going to go through the book of Proverbs together and reflect on the topic of wisdom so that we can grow in it. And um, it's Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. We're going to try round two of this where Sarah tries to be just as happy and grateful for the Tuesday as she normally is on Fridays and the weekend. I tried this last week and I feel like I had mixed success and I want to do a better... I just want a better success rate this week. So, hey, if you're on the same boat as me where Mondays and Tuesdays are just a little bit rougher than the other days, the rest of the days, then why don't you join me in doing this together? All it takes is a mentality, right? So, let's walk into this day today this week with a big smile on our face and a positive mindset we are thankful for a tuesday just as we are on friday so hey practice makes perfect and that goes for mentality as well so we're gonna do this together all right and before we get started i do want to ask one quick favor and i did mention this a few episodes ago but just a kind reminder um I switched over my podcast hosting platform from one brand to another. And what's cool about this new company is that once I reach a certain number of unique listeners, not the number of plays on my episodes, but unique listeners, then I get to activate this feature where I can monetize. And, you know, it's not like I started this podcast to make money by no means. But I just thought like, hey, if this is a feature and I can just continue to do what I've been doing the whole time and make a few dollars, like literally, why not? So help me reach that goal, you guys. I'm asking for your support. All you have to do is pick one episode that you find valuable, that you were able to resonate with and share that with a friend or a family member, right? And if they end up by you sharing, liking the series that we're on right now, then, you know, you get to gift them that too, you know? So I appreciate you guys in advance for helping me out with this. And you will be the first to know as soon as I reach this number. I'm so close, actually. I feel like the first time I asked a couple days ago, you guys really came through and helped out because the number of the listeners did noticeably go up. So you know, I feel like we're just at the final push right now. So please help the sis out. Okay, so let's actually get started. Um, Actually, no, never mind. I did want to share one more random thing. So I started doing this um, with my more recent podcast episodes. But you know how I told you I would usually record my episodes on my bed? Because that's where I'm comfortable. But then I started doing this thing where I sit in front of the mirror. I have like a full-length mirror and I just sit in front of it with the Devo in front of me, the book. And then I just talk to you guys. It kind of feels a little bit more personal because (laughs) it's not like I'm looking at you guys. I'm really looking at myself. But then, I don't know. I think it's just like different to... um, see a human face while I'm talking and not just like talking into the wall. So I've been doing that. But oh, I wish that I could see you guys too when I'm doing these episodes. Um, You know, because I do know some of you guys who are faithful listeners. And it would be so cool if when I'm talking, I could see your reactions, your body language, your facial expressions. And then of course, like hear comments and questions. That would be so cool. I mean, at that point, it's not really a podcast. (laughs) It's a conversation. But like, anyway, 
Now we're actually going to get started. So the title for today's episode is Be Teachable. And I want to have you guys think about that word and yeah, think about whether you are, you yourself are a teachable person or not. You guys know I like to do this where before I go too deep into reading about something, I like to pause at a certain point and then kind of get my own thoughts together and reflect in advance. Because what happens is whether we're reading the Devo or any other book, when you're just reading, reading, reading and just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing without pausing and reflecting, then you just kind of let the author's or the writer's point of view to color your own. And I don't like to do that. I don't like to give away that power. I like to kind of pace out or maintain my power of pacing out like what information I absorb and get to reflect process and then express and then repeat that cycle so you know not that we really read anything so far (laughs) literally read two words be teachable but I would say if I were to look at myself I would consider myself being pretty teachable and I think that comes with being a naturally curious person and someone who likes learning I genuinely value learning I mean hello I'm a teacher you know I ended up here for a reason um and even this is the case when say I'm wrong and I need to be schooled in something I actually appreciate moments like that and I try to stay open-minded as much as possible because I'm not concerned with proving myself right unless I honestly am so 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 like passionate and convicted but most of the times you know when I'm wrong or when I feel like I could be wrong, then I'm like, no, I want to hear what you have to say. So at least we can dialogue and converse about it. But how about you guys? Where do you guys stand? Um, the verse first verses, I mean, literally, okay. <laughs> the verses are Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 to 8, where it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So let's just lean into the first part of the sentence, which is do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Do you realize the syntax of this sentence where the first part where it says do not be wise in your own eyes is giving you a don't of your behavior. And then the second part of the sentence is giving you a do of the whole sentence where it says fear the Lord and shun evil. So I think the juxtaposition of these two sentences may be intentional, but at least it gets my attention um, because it gives you a don't and a do back to back. And, you know, maybe this is set in contrast for a reason. And I personally feel like they are trying to communicate something, these two sentences being placed next to each other, because I think I touched on before yesterday that being wise in your own eyes is equivalent to pride, essentially. And so the opposite of that must be fear of the Lord, right? Um, when we think that we know everything and that there is nothing more that other people and God can teach us, then that's pride. And that does not reflect you fearing the Lord, and apparently hating evil too. So yeah, I think that's kind of cool. And then the second part of the 
whole verse that we just read kind of confuses me where it says this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones so i guess we're literally talking about physical health here and that feels a little bit random to me is it just me um i thought we're talking about pride and fearing the lord which yes we are um i don't know why like our health <laughs> our bodily health is suddenly inserted into this context and if anything it kind of sounds like prosperity gospel as if to say that if we fear the lord then we are rewarded with physical health and isn't that what preachers are shamed for you know when they say like oh believe in god trust in god do this for god pay money to the church and then you will get xyz such as money such as physical health and well-being um so that gets my attention not necessarily in a good way but you know what maybe this is not this all these verses together the two verses that we just read together aren't necessarily saying that god is trying to entice you to fear him with this thing with this um incentive of physical health maybe he's just saying that when you fear the lord this is just the reality of what happens you know um and yeah how are you guys processing this <laughs> okay let's move on the third mark and means of wisdom is the willingness to take advice fools are wise in their own eyes and some take no advice at all start thinking about people who are like this in your life it could be yourself your parents your siblings friends other fools listen to only one kind of advice. For example, teenagers tend to be very averse to the advice of older people but rely primarily on the counsel of their peers. Many of us listen only to people of our own race or class or political persuasion and not to others. Um, so again, I'm not necessarily relating to this portion either because even though I you know lean on more on certain side of my political beliefs i expose myself to both sides when it comes to absorbing any sort of news or you know anything on social media like just as much as i listen to ben shapiro i'll listen to anna kasparian and aoc you know um I would, I'm not going to say that my reactions are the same when I listen to people coming from such different point of views, but at least I intentionally try to expose myself to both sides of the spectrum and all sides, all points, I mean, of the spectrum on any given topic, not just politics, it's because I like to know and seek the truth. You know, I'm not trying to confirm what I already believe. I'm trying to seek the truth and I feel like if my truth is powerful enough, if my beliefs and morals and values are that well grounded in my heart, in my mind, then regardless of whatever piece of information I'm exposed to and I come across, like I'm not going to be shaken. I'm just going to go towards what makes sense and what is right, <laughs> essentially. 
Um, wisdom is to see things through as many eyes as possible, through the word of God and through the eyes of your friends, of people from other races, classes, and political viewpoints, and of your critics. Wise women and men create a company of counselors around them, mentors and advisors and friends and people from whom they can get a second opinion. So it seems very clear that the recommended behavior here is to not just listen to your own self when it comes to any issues, but seek other people's opinions as well but i want to be careful with this because at least for me maybe some of you guys as well have gotten ourselves into a bit of a mess from asking too many people for their thoughts and input on something in our lives without having necessarily explored our own personal thoughts and opinions because then in that process you kind of lose yourself when you are obsessively seeking this person that person this person that person for their input but you never take the time to look introspectively into yourself and go like what do I think you know then yeah like you kind of lose your original thought your originality and kind of let everyone else shape your decisions and your thoughts and i isn't that kind of like scary and dangerous you know like you should have your own thoughts so yeah definitely seek counsel and wisdom from other people especially if like they're ahead of you in the area that like you know you're concerned or are curious about but then never lose yourself in that process that's just my input the gospel is the greatest resource for creating teachability it shows us that we are sinners yet its deep assurance of god's unconditional love for us in christ makes us possible sorry makes it possible to face our flaws without denial is there a person or kind of person you should be listening to but not but have not made the effort to do so um This is a hard question for me to answer because I think I can think of a person who comes to mind, but is my answer a definite yes? That's the part I'm not too sure about. So I'm thinking of my mom um, because she'll tell me certain things. I don't live with her anymore, so although that's going to change soon, um, but she doesn't really tell me what to do anymore. But then when we do meet up in person, she'll tell me what to do and she'll get really naggy about that you know like the typical mom you know what I mean and I don't like that because I'm an adult now and I don't like to be told what to do especially by my parent I think when other people tell me what to do I respond differently but when it comes to parents telling me what to do I get triggered and I think it's because of all those years growing up as a child and then a teenager and as like a young adult where even though I was trying to step into my autonomy and independence parents really got in the way of that developing by constantly treating me like a child and treating me like a person who can't think for herself so I think it's a different kind of trigger but you know, my mom is a valuable source of wisdom because, hello, she's my mom. And not just that she holds that title, but she really knows me. There are parts of me that she does not know, but she has been with me the longest in my life. And just from her, like, biological relation to me, like, whether it's intuition or whatever you want to call it, like, she... 
has valuable like insight into who I am and therefore can offer really good advice about what I should do. But I'm pretty much closed-minded and whenever she starts to tell me to do something I already like have shut her out of my mind and sometimes that could be to my own you know disadvantage but this is messy as it sounds like and so it's a hard question to answer a direct like yes or no to but for some reason my mom's face is like popping up in my head <laughs> when I think about this question. So maybe I need to flesh this out more. But I would love to know, like, what is the situation for you? Like, can you think of somebody in your life who you should be listening to? But for whatever reason, you're not doing that. Uh, the prayer for today is, Lord, I have a heart that does not love correction. And I live in a society that tells me to trust my own only my own, in most feelings. All things inside and outside of me seem to conspire against my efforts to become a teachable student of your own word and of life. I seek a broken and contrite spirit. Amen. Um, so you guys already get a sense of where I am with this topic in general from everything that I've been sharing. But you know that part where it says in the prayer, Lord, I have a heart that does not love correction. Um, Yeah, so like I said, that is not true. But you know what I do love? I love to engage in not arguments, but like conversations where I have differing opinions and thoughts from other people like it's such an intellectually stimulating conversation um and I'd like to get nerdy and like go on this intellectual quest with another human being who is also intellectual about figuring out the truth except it's I think hard for me to find opportunities like this because Maybe it's the way that I speak <laughs> and that's something for me to think about. But I think people perceive me wanting to engage in this kind of like conversation as like trying to fight. And so I sense some people like backing off like, whoa, like let's keep this light, <laughs> you know. But then for me, I genuinely get so excited when I notice that someone I'm talking to has different opinions than me. And I'm like yo like this is the opportunity let's talk it out let's not be like the politicians you know let's not be like everybody else on social media let's like because we have this relationship or because we have this opportunity let's actually dialogue about it i want to hear your thoughts as much as i want to share my thoughts and let's engage in a healthy edifying conversation so that we can seek the capital truth not like you know little bitty like <laughs> um lowercase letter t truths where we're just like saying yes to everyone's opinions and everyone's thoughts because there's only one truth that exists okay and yeah that part i could say i love but when i <laughs> think about do i love or not love correction i love being corrected as long as you know the correction is being done to me with respect, then absolutely, I love being proven wrong and being mind blown. I think that's what I love. I love thinking that like I know everything about cer certain topic and then just having like a whoa moment. It's fascinating for me, not like a hit on my pride. Um, 
But at the end of the day, I think it's like balance. Like this goes for you and me both. Like as a Christian, I think you should always be when you're reading the Bible, be open to what God has to say to you, what other trusted Christians have to say to you about the world, about yourself, about God and other things. But at the same time, while you exercise and consistently maintain that teachable attitude, think for yourself as well. Don't suppress any questions or feedback that you have based on what you read in the Bible because that kind of intellectual suppression does not serve you in any way and for sure they're going to rise up later. So I think the lesson here, at least this is my takeaway based on like the overall information of everything we read, like have a humble heart to be teachable when you engage with the word of God and like freely explore your own feedback and reaction to what you read. And the next step, this is the important part, rather than shoving them aside, rather than just blowing up in anger and frustration about what you don't understand or what you don't agree with, bring them to God. Like, do you think God is going to shame you for having different thoughts and your own opinions about what you read in the Bible? If anything, God is looking at your heart. God is looking to see, okay, so Jimmy doesn't understand this portion of the Bible. Jimmy is troubled with this particular verse in the Bible. So Jimmy goes to God in prayer and says, God, I read this particular verse in the Bible and this is really bothering me. This does not make sense to me. This, I just completely have different opinions on. Will you help me understand? Then God is going to welcome that and teach you. He's going to reveal it to you. But if you go with the attitude of like, yo, what is this, right? And then like just bad talk the word of God, then that's not being teachable and God's not going to honor that. So, I mean, this message goes for Christians and non-Christians both whenever you're engaging with the word of God. It's about the heart posture, okay? Be teachable and be teachable in a humble way. And that is how you're going to find the capital truth capital T truth, and not like just the little pseudo versions of truth that circulate in this world. I believe God to be a good teacher. And I like this analogy because I'm a teacher myself. God has to be the best teacher in the world, right? Imagine I'm teaching something to my kids and my students come up to me and say, Miss Jung, I don't get this. What is this? I don't understand. This is so frustrating. I'm not going to study this anymore. Goodbye right? I'm going to respond to that student differently than a student who's in the exact same situation but comes to me, Miss Jung, I tried to read this and this part was confusing. Can you help me understand? If even a human teacher like me would have a different response based on the humble posture of the student, then how much more understanding and you know what I mean? God will be as a teacher, I'm just thinking of like a little anecdote right now. This was like my junior year of college and I went to a pretty liberal school. I would say that's safe to say. And for one of my required courses, I had to take this women and gender studies class. And 
you can imagine it was very much liberal, and even the people in that class were pretty much all liberal. Um, and for me, I don't identify myself as a liberal. I mean, to start off with, I don't like to label myself anything. I just go off of my values, and if my values end up on a certain side of the spectrum, in political or social matters, then it is what it is. But I don't like to give myself labels. I'm just really not about that, you know, because it just leaves a bad taste in not just my mouth, everybody's mouth. But anyway, um, yeah, like openly, I will admit that I am more on the right. Okay. And so when I had to take this class, and I, you know, looked at the syllabus, I went through like the first few days of classes to see, okay, this is the vibe. This is the kind of readings we're going to have to do. This is the kind of essays we're going to have to write, blah, 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 blah. I got really worried one day. And I was like, um, yeah, this is going to be a hard semester for me, just like, because my beliefs and values are quite not this, right? And so I actually saw my professor during her office hours, and my heart was thumping, (laughs) because I had no idea how she was going to receive this, because she was also a very passionate (laughs) professor in this topic and in this department um but I told her I was like yeah Dr. Jax like I don't know if I'm gonna do well in this class this semester because my personal beliefs and values are very much in contrast and so I you know like I either have to like lie or I have to fail this class right and I just kind of worded it like that I just expressed it to her because I didn't even know like what to say (laughs) you know um but I at least wanted her as my teacher to know that I'm probably going to be on her radar (laughs) because something's not going to seem right with certain assignments I hand in so you know I wanted to give her a heads up um and I also was just very curious to see what her response will be But to my surprise, she actually met me with like, hey, you know, so one of my best students from the past was a self-proclaimed Republican. And it didn't matter at all that he um, his beliefs and values and morals were basically like yours in contrast with the materials that were presented in class. It's just a matter of making a good argument and you being able to back up your thoughts. And I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. So, okay, moral of the story, moral of this analogy is like, if even a human, a secular human of a professor would give that kind of a response where instead of judging me for my concern and my deferring thoughts, Um, And literally just like having a problem with her class that she so carefully crafted and taught for so many years, then how much more understanding is God going to be? God is not afraid and threatened by your thoughts and opinions just because they're different. He can handle them. And so when you go before God and there are certain issues and topics and verses that just rub you in the wrong way and you want to wrestle with them, go do that with God. Just don't do that behind God's back. Go directly to him because he can handle your conversations, whatever you want to bring it on to him, right? And obviously, like I said, don't go with an arrogant manner. That's not the correct way to approach God, but go with a humble heart. And God will, in his own timing, in his own way, whatever he seems being fit, most fit, he will reveal, 
whatever it is you need to know, whatever needs to be clarified. I can speak for, you know, to that from my own experience. And from, I mean, just experiences of like so many other Christians I know in my life. But I encourage that for you guys, you know. So let's wrap it up here. I will check in with you guys again tomorrow. And we will just continue to grow in wisdom together. You know what I mean? Okay, bye.